Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. Yar, the name's Dan. Dan, as a pirate, is uh, excited because we are two-thirds of the way through Red Seas Under Red Skies by Scott Lynch. Um, second book of the Gentleman Bastard series. Mm-hmm. And I think second time I'm saying this, but Happy New Year, everybody. This time it's actually New Year for, for Luke and Dan. Mm-hmm. We're excited about it. We're excited about this new year and what it might hold. Uh, hoping hoping we're on an upward trend, Luke. Because I'll, I'll say this, the last couple of years haven't been the best. Not, okay, yeah, I mean, sure. It's had its ups and downs. Largely downs. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel good about 2023. I feel like this might be a good year. I want us... To get started, though, with what I'm going to call a little sizzler. This, okay. This is not big enough to be a hot take. It's kind of just a. It's kind of just something to get you thinking. Okay. So bit. to be clear, to be clear, the sizzler is not that we're getting warmed up. It's that it's a miniature hot take. It's a miniature. I don't know if it's a hot take. It's more of just like a thought provoker. You know. It's, okay. It's just like a, it makes you think. A, th- a think about that segment a that of, you introduced a while ago. Oh yeah, I have a segment. Um, consider this. That's what it is. So, Luke, I was at a Chinese restaurant yesterday. This Chinese restaurant was inside of an Asian grocery store, which if you've never been to an Asian grocery store, go to one and just have a great day because it's, Mm -hmm. it'll blow your mind. The things you can buy there. Um, I was in this Chinese restaurant meal ends. What comes with the end of a meal, Luke? A check? No, at a Chinese Dessert. restaurant. Fortune, fortune cookie. Fortune cookie. Sure. Okay. Fortune cookie. Crack mine open. Uh-huh. Nothing inside. Ooh. Is this a good or a bad omen? What does that mean? Wow. Ugh. I, at the time, took it as a bad sign. At the time, I was it like, seems- it's got to be rolled yeah. up and hidden somewhere in here. It's got to be in here. First glance, first impression on my end, also very, very bad to me. <laughs> this is like you, you're going to die very soon because right. you is, don't have a future. This is like this I is didn't want to get in my car to leave because I was like, I will get into a car accident and die on the way home. That's what this is. Right. Right. Um, granted, the person that I was there did have a fortune with. The person that I went with did get a fortune, so she would have survived, okay. I'm guessing. I would have just okay. been the only casualty in that accident. Right. Um, but Luke, I the other reason why I'm I'm thinking that it would be bad is because no one's ever gotten a fortune that's like, yeah, you're gonna have a shit year. <laughs> no one's ever gotten a fortune that's like things are gonna be so bad for you. Right. Fortunes are pretty, but either benign or like, hey, look for a friendship. Yeah. They're always either like pretty good or like or like seem good at least or neutral. I don't think I've ever seen a just bad fortune cookie. Same. Right. So the fact that I didn't get one feels bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it feels like when you ask the doctor to give you some good news and they just are quiet. You know what I mean? <laughs> It feels like you're like, all right, tell me the good news, Doc. And they're like, well, 
Okay, this is an experience that I don't recall having, but it's that also seems bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They might be related if you're having both of these. <laughs> <laughs> tough luck, tough, tough, uh, tough stretch here for Dan. Has that, <laughs> Luke? I I just want to ask: Has that ever happened to you before? The doctor thing or the fortune cookie thing? No, 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 not the doctor thing. The fortune cookie thing. The fortune cookie thing. Not that I can recall. I have never. And I don't know if this is a miracle of modern foreign fortune cookie technology, but I have Mm -hmm. never gotten a fortune cookie that did not have a fortune inside. Sometimes I've got doubles. I've even got triples before, which is like finding a four-leaf clover. But Uh I've never gotten a no fortune cookie. Well, here's the thing. If you're if you're in the fortune cookie business, mm-hmm. you like y- you absolutely have to have fortunes in your cookies. That's like <laughs> the one thing. Yeah, right. Because well, because largely it's like I don't care that they're all I don't care if they're good or not. I don't even care if they're broken. If they're broken, fine. It's a little bit easier. The one thing that you need to do is to have a fortune in your fortune cookie. So <laughs> The companies that don't have good quality control out of business quick. Right, right, right. Um, Luke, I've just, now that you mentioned that, that it has to have a fortune in it, can you, that feels so sad to me that a cookie is only as good as a little piece of paper inside of it. Do you know what I mean? Are we kidding I ourselves mean, with fortune cookies? Are I they mean, bad? Okay. Okay, I'm first of all, I'm not feeling bad for fortune cookies because this is what you asked for, right? If you're a, if you're a fortune cookie, but okay, but hold on, because you can't go to the grocery store and buy just like fortune cookie blanks. You can't buy just like empty fortune cookies. Like, hey, these are just good cookies. Would you like to eat some? Would you like to just eat some? Yeah, for fun. Yeah. You can't buy those. Who would? But what? So, Who would? Who would buy those? If but if the cookie was actually good, right? If a fortune cookie was actually like a yummy treat, wouldn't there uh-huh. be demand for people to like buy and eat them as a snack? That's not like a post restaurant. I need a fun thing to read. Sh- sure, I see your I see your point. I think you're missing out on the economics of this, um, mm. which is for one thing, fortune cookies have to be very cheap because we're giving them out for free to every person. Right, that's a plus. Cheap. In my mind, that's a plus for them to no, be no. sold at a grocery store. Okay. However, for the suppliers of fortune cookies, we just talked about it. You got to have great quality control. Kind of expensive to have good quality control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not worth, and and it's not worth increasing price to make the cookies good. Okay. It's it's. Do I want do I want fortune cookies in every cookie, and mm. and they taste good. Pick one. See, but I've never thought that the fortune cookie tasted bad. They're just, they're just thing. They're okay. not. All right. Fair enough. No one considers whether they're good or bad. That's, I think this is true. No one ever thinks about it because they're too busy getting ready for their little reading assignment. Right. They're like, oh, what's right. mine going to say? <laughs> There's not a second thought given to what, to what I'm eating. Right. It just has to go in your mouth. Like you have to eat it. Because you're not going to throw it away. Like, you have to eat it to get to the little piece of paper inside. Right. Why do we love these little pieces of paper so much? I don't know. I don't know. They're key, though. They're they key to a functioning really society. Key. Yeah. Okay. And well, it seems, like, it seems like ours is breaking down. 
uh, we need more to fortune cookies. This anecdote. Um, that's right. That's right. Uh, hopefully, you're here for next week when we when we convene again. Um, I'm worried, but we got to get there first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so let's talk red seas under red skies, which we have read up to chapter eleven. Yes, yes, that's where we're at. Um, so <laughs> first thing that I want to say is it's been a while since I read the first book in this series. Yeah. Right. The first book being the lies of Lac Lamora. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't read it again before this. So I, I don't even remember when we did that. Like, oh yeah. It was a while ago. I do read it every night before I go to bed. Of course. <laughs> from, from start to from end. front to back. Yep. Um, but what I recall about book one is that Locke is extremely good and effective. At like what he does, right? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I think that if I recall correctly, the general thing of Lies of Locke Lamora is um, Locke is crushing. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This book, just bad luck after bad luck. For my guy, Locke. Uh, not all the time. I mean, not the whole thing, but like if we're if we're if we're looking at trends, mm. general trends. I pretty will, bad for for Locke. Well, okay. I will say in the last one, he kind of got his ass handed to him quite a few times with the mage I mean, and the gray king. I mean, yes, but I but I don't think that those were necessarily again. If I remember correctly like mistakes by Locke that he shouldn't have made. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, well, hey, tell me about these trends that you're seeing. Tell me about the downward trends we're seeing in Locke in Locke's so, skills. So, I mean, early early in this um we have the whole the whole thing, which I'm not going to put too much on him, but his like bad stretch of of drinking and being unreliable that yeah. um he has to be pulled out of. Yeah. Um, the big one now, I just feel like, I guess the main one now is the cats thing, which, which God. is somewhat trivial, but not really. Um, no, it's not trivial at all. It's, yeah. and, and like it was conveyed to him how important it was, regardless of whether or not you think it's a superstition, you have to understand the idea of morale, right? Like mm-hmm. Locke for sure knows about morale because he worked with a bunch of thieves like he knew they all cooked together it was like a big part of that was learning about how to keep morale up and well, not only that but like he is also genuine he like, right they have their deity and and they genuinely believe in all of the things right yes 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 and it seems like he also understands the importance of the things to this other deity. Very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's a insane mistake for my guy. I agree me. with you. I agree with you a hundred percent. Actually, when we found out that Locke forgot the cats, that was like an essential thing for him to do. That it just slipped his mind. Doesn't feel very Locke to me. Right. Um. And I don't know if it's just like Locke kind of has a death wish right now. And so he's like being 
uncharacteristically sloppy because he's like, man, I don't really care. Um, and I wonder, Luke, do you think this is part of a bigger plot? <laughs> do you think he's been training these kittens to sneak in and kill the Archon? Oh, okay. Okay. So he did. you're saying he did forget the cats, but... Or sorry, you're saying he did leave the cats, yes. but he left them on purpose. They're on a mission. Okay. They're on a secret kitty cat mission. Now, um, I think I think we're gonna be very generous to Locke if mm-hmm. we if we think so. Uh, I think it's definitely I think it's definitely possible. Sure. I mean, yeah. what else? So let's assume Locke isn't just forgetful, right? Let's assume, because Locke is doing all these schemes, right? He's doing all these schemes. He remembers a lot of important stuff all the time. Right. This is like his deal, right? Gene is really good at fighting and is a talented, you know, uh, co-conspirator with Locke. They like complement each other, right? Locke's thing is that he's good at the brain, a lot of the brain scheming stuff. Right. So you got to remember the cats, you got to remember the cats. Um, they're also fairly memorable. There's eight of them. And they've been living with you the whole time. <laughs> can we actually can we actually talk a little bit about this as as a general concept? Yes. The cats on the ship or the cats living with them the whole time? Uh, I was going to go with the cats on the ship, but yeah. I think I think both both are deserving of, of discussion. Um, so you like. A lot of people are allergic to cats. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I feel like you just can't be a sailor if you are. I mean, yeah, I think this is true. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, sure. But, like, there's a lot of other things you can't be a sailor if <laughs> if X or Y or Z, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. Can't get seasick. Is it good? Can't get seasick. That's that's true. Do you get better? Like, is that a practice thing? It's a good I don't question. Know. I don't know. Um, pro- yeah, someone let us know. Um, I I don't know necessarily the exact. I just it seems like a thing that would bring a lot of interesting like events to occur, because like it seems as though it's not every ship has one cat. It's like every ship has eight cats. I, I think the reason they have a lot is if if you don't have any cats, everybody is so horrified. Like everybody's right, ready right, right. to leave. Right. So you have spares. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying these spaces are fairly cramped. Yes. And I actually think that this is a good thing. Um, mm. Because... Because it's it seems funny and fun, but it also seems like something that would be, I don't know, topic of like constant conversation. <laughs> Do you think that these hardened sea dogs are... Do you think that they're into the fuzzy wuzzy cute little kitties on board and they have little names for them? I mean... I mean, for sure, a lot of them are. And the reason they like the little kitties on board is because they're so cute. 
here's here's the thing i only i have two dogs right mm-hmm. only two mm-hmm. and i'm not like crammed in with them yeah however of the conversations that my partner and i have mm. probably about i don't know 70 percent of them are about the dogs true yeah when there's when there's nothing but ocean and sky, you got to talk about something. And if you got right. cute little kitties on board, it's constantly like, "Hey, check out! <laughs> hey, Greg, come check this out! Super cute. They're cuddling. Look at it. Look at Blackbeard. He's cuddling with Sea Biscuit. Oh, right. This is like ninety percent of yeah. It's entertainment. The non the non like rope related questions <laughs> or comments. <laughs> Right, right. Like 30% of conversation on ships is rope talk and 70% is kitty discussion. Right. It's the kitty right. corner. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Wow. I hadn't thought about this as a reason to have these little kitties on board. Yeah. Um, I worry, though, because some some kitties aren't great about not getting underfoot. Some kitties will like get in your way and if there's a storm going on and i need to batten down the hatches or whatever and a kitty i'm like trying to tripping over 20 cats that are all over the deck because i'm not going to step on any of them right because that's terrible luck i will immediately go overboard if i step on a cat of course so there's for sure an upper limit of cats right i mean upper limit sure yes of course i'm worried eight is too many Eight is too many. Okay. Do you, do you have like an appropriate number? I think three is the way to go. Three. Okay. Do you think three is enough? Well, okay. For one thing, hang on. Because you're talking about during a storm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I do think that the them being in the way not during a storm is also an issue too. Yeah. But yeah. during a storm, we're locking the kitties away for sure. Right? How are you going to lock the little kitties away? They're going to fall over. <laughs> yeah, but you got to catch them. <laughs> How are you going to catch the little kitties? <laughs> yeah, okay. Can you imagine the captain being like, all right, folks, storm's coming in. Catch all the... We got to catch all those little kitties. <laughs> you got to. Put them you in the little... You have to, absolutely. <laughs> Put them in the little kitty the kitties away. <laughs> <laughs> no, storm time is dinner time. Oh, I see. Okay. It's easy. It's easy then. Hey, Greg, go feed the cats and then close the door afterwards. All right. You know, fair enough. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think you can do eight. I think you can do eight easy. <laughs> okay. Could you do 30? I don't think 30. I think 30 is too much. I'm sticking with three. So you got to give me a different number. Okay. I think three is too low. I actually do. I, I think preference wise, I don't think it's a hard upper limit, but I do think eight is too many. I'm going to go, I'm going to go five. Okay. All right. That's what I want. Yeah. Five seems right. Five seems okay. I'm still sticking with three because I'm like, I'm not that into cats. Like I like a cat every now and then, but I'm not like a cat captain. Right. Of course. A cat. I, I, I can't really get a pun. You're, in. <laughs> you were going to say a captain. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> can we change gears from cat talk i don't know how we yeah. got this deep into cat talk we are not Is it even rope talk time <laughs> no we're not getting into rope talk either 
Okay. I want to talk about the assassination attempts on Gene and Locke's lives. Do they seem a little too intricate? Does it seem like we are designing a more difficult, like a crazier and crazier mousetrap to solve a problem that's like pretty easy? Okay, the salted beer one? Yeah. Was crazy. Like what? Why did we go to so much effort? Why didn't the guy that was already serving them the drinks just poison their original drinks? Or like, I don't know, give him a crossbow and just shoot them. <laughs> like, I know they already tried the crossbow thing, but it's not like they're constantly walking around ready for people to be blasting them with crossbows. Right. What? <laughs> you could probably do it. Stab them real quick. Just get close. A lot of people are close to them. Get close and stab them real good. Right. Well, last time... Okay, the first time it was like two people tried to assassinate them, right? Yeah, yeah. And they like kind of barely got away. Uh-huh. It's like you could do the same strategy but send three people and you're probably set. You're probably good. Right. You're You're probably fine. Why are you going to all this trouble of getting a special salted beer and then you... That, okay. <laughs> I don't get this one. Am I wrong? It's so much trouble. It's so much effort to go to. You know what it honestly... How is it different from poisoning the drinks that they ordered? (sighs) Luke, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they're more careful about the drinks they order. Like they only get it if it's in a sealed corked bottle or something. Like Locke demands to see the... But then again... Lock do the same trick that that my guy exactly the archon did exactly and lock is in the glass lock is doing all these shenanigans with alchemicals and poisoning people and getting at their allergies through all these clever ways how is he trusting anything that he's putting in his body yeah Yeah. no you (sighs) it's absurd it's absurd to me. I think we're getting too complicated. We need to get back to basics with basics with these assassination attempts, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Agree with you 100%. Um, usually, often with assassination, as, as we know, uh, the simpler is the better. Stick to the classics. <laughs> Always stick to the classics. Um, since we're, since we're on, on the poisoning stuff. Yeah. Last last episode, I think we had made the joke about how the Archon is probably using this strategy just to get everyone to do what he's <laughs> what he wants, and I ca- I cannot believe that we were correct. We were in fact <laughs> we were so right right because the other guy that goes with them is also has also been poisoned with the same thing. <laughs> I love the moment where they're like, you too? And he's like, me too. <laughs> Just like, is everybody been poisoned in this way? If we hear at some point <laughs> in this book that I, I forget her name, but the 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 woman that's been like going around protecting them yeah. has also been poisoned, I'm going to lose it. I mean, it's a smart strategy. We We talked about how great of a strategy it was at the beginning. Right. I think we're we're just correct. We're just right on the money of how effective yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone in the city <laughs> has been poisoned in this way. Good for the Archon. 
Hey, you know, once you find once you find this kind of thing, you uh, you stick with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also while we're talking about Caldrus, the ship's the ship's master. Mm-hmm. I have a I have an important question for you, Luke. That maybe has an easy answer, but maybe doesn't. Okay. Why didn't we just make Caldrus the captain? Okay. Like there's this elaborate series of hand signals they have to develop so that Locke can be the one who says the words, and then Caldrus can be like, "Aye, aye, boss. I'll do those things." Why not just flip the roles so Caldrus is just saying the things to do all the time? Right. Um, I mean, it's a it's a fair question. I don't think it has an easy answer necessarily. Okay. I have a few ideas. The one, the one thing that I can come up with is <clears throat> that that Caldrus is just like not does not have captain vibes. Okay. Yeah. Which I think are important. We have seen captain vibes very recently with the black orchid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Point. Wait. Something orchid. I think it's like poison. Oh, orchid it's the poisoned orchid. You're right. Um. Anyway, because like, you got to You got to look impressive if you're going to be like leading a a pirate army. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. You got to have panache. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think Caldrus has the panache panache to do right. it. I wonder if they gave him a little physical checkup before they sent him out on their journey and they were like, oh, his heart is not doing great. (laughs) Don't know if it's going to last the whole time. This, okay, this I think we have to talk a lot about. Okay, sure, sure. But but I don't want to jump ahead. Yeah. Um, Because you said you had other, you had other explanations for this. The other one is that um, clearly there's more going on, right? So there's a scene with the Archon after Locke and Jean leave early on when they're talking to him where it's clear there's a bigger plot afoot. It's clear that they have not told Locke and Jean everything. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe there's a very specific reason why he wants Locke as the captain like sure this, maybe this is a setup for Locke in some way yeah i mean i will say the whole plot is like kind of weird mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like a weird amount of trouble for the archon to go to for like kind of strange aims okay you know? wait a minute yeah hold on <laughs> like the whole thing is that he's just like no i want like People need to keep thinking that a good military is important. So I need you to start a war by pretending to be a pirate. It's like a weird, it's like a weirdly elaborate way to just get continued funding. Especially considering, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get Locke to raise like a pirate army, right? Yes. That's what he's saying his plan is. And Locke's Mm -hmm. like, okay, problem with that. I am not a pirate. I don't know all the weird slang and cool curse words that they know. I'm going to have to learn all kinds of new words. And he's like, don't worry. We'll teach you enough to get by because we've only got a month. 
And then we find out the person who's teaching them is an old salty dog who has been poisoned and coerced in exactly the same way. And it's like, why did they need Locke and Gene at all? Just get three (laughs) salty dogs, poison them in this way and be like, go raise me a pirate army. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? What is happening? Right, right. You got to have more than one salty dog you can trick into this using this poison trick. It's a brilliant strategy. Yeah. I mean, also, just like if I have Locke, like willing to do pretty much anything, I this is not the plan I'm using him for. You're right? kidding me? My, no. my ultimate aims as the Archon in this circumstance is to just like have the council be like, oh, yeah, we should continue giving you funding. I'm sure that Locke can come up with a better way to do this. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like almost (laughs) literally anything else. Almost like, 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 hey, man, why don't we just negotiate like a standing salary? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Or like, how about I just send a bunch of money to the pirates out there and then like fund, I'm funding the pirates and then, then they'll fund you. How about that? How we get a little pyramid scheme going on? Right. Right. Like, hmm. (laughs) Something is afoot. Something is seriously afoot and I don't like it. I, I do agree that there has to be something else in the works that we're not that we're not privy to yet. The issue is the only thing I can think of is it's a personal growth journey that the Archon has sent Gene and Locke on because he was like, wow, they really struggled with their alcoholism after the death of all their friends. Let's go give them a cruise. Okay. Okay. Let's give them a fun time. This could time. be it. This could be it. It's all it's also just like it's kind of it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to like know how to sail. It is cool. Yep. In all this kind of thing. To know the lingo. And to be a and to be a pirate for a little while. Mm-hmm. To learn the swears. Learn the swears. Um, it's like, hey, let's get. I really like Locke's game. Let's give him another. Let's <laughs> let's give him more opportunities to practice a new, a new thing. Let's let's get a little level up going on. Let's level right. Locke up. Right, get some experience points as a pirate. Level up his pirate skills. Yep, yep. It's pretty important. Could be, at least. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you said we needed to talk more about the fact that Caldrus kicked the bucket super early on. Like, right before yeah. they got to the thing that they definitely needed him for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> I'm like... I'm... So, so okay. Throughout this, Caldrus is, I think, justifiably presented as very good and very knowledgeable mm-hmm. at, um, I don't think captaining a ship is the right thing. Cause I think they saw it like a, a sailmaster or He's a something. shipmaster. Shipmaster? Yeah. Um, and I think largely that's true, but I think that if you're... If you're in this role in this circumstance, which I get, no, he's never been in. Yeah. 
you have to know that like I need to stay healthy and like on top of my game. But what we hear before they even get to a storm, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. is that he is like unwilling to leave the wheel to anybody. And it's like, hey, man, it's smooth sailing out here. <laughs> oh, but the sea, it can turn at any moment, Luke. G- give me the wheel and go rest. You're like 60 and are coughing all the time. You're 60. You clearly have emphysema. <laughs> you have you have to take care of yourself a little bit, my guy. <laughs> It makes me wonder if they've ever been on a if if this person has actually never been on a ship before. Because if they are an old salty dog, you would expect they know the importance of like sleep. Yes. So what's going who is this person actually? And also like even without okay, even if he had not had this happen, even if he had not like suddenly died. Yeah. Which I do think is something that you don't necessarily, like, I'm not going to say that he should have seen that coming because that's an extreme event. Right. But you have to be, like, you you have to be well-rested to do your best in a storm, right? Like, yeah. We see the storm takes constant work for hours at a time. And that's, like, really the most important time for Caldrus to be at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. So why are you wasting all of your energy Freaking holding the wheel steady while it's, like, chill out here. While people are, like, suntanning and getting wasted on the deck. Yeah. Come on. I don't need you to stay awake to tell me to give them, like, an extra ration of beer tonight. <laughs> right. Take a nap. Seriously. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it makes me wonder, I think there's a really interesting contrast here between the Navy of the Archon and the pirates. So mm-hmm. I think that like I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if what the Archon's mentality is because Locke and Jean learn nothing about how to actually run a crew. They just learn about boat parts. And we see that this has dire consequences. Like, the ship isn't in good repair. Locke has, like, forgotten to take down a sail, and it comes down in the storm. And it's because he kind of didn't delegate in the right way. He had the crew, like, getting hammered on the deck for, like, no reason, it seemed. Like, um, they seem to have, like, no discipline. And I'm trying to figure out if the Archon thought that that's how pirate ships ran so was like i don't need to teach them these things because they'll be natural pirates if they just kind of do that or Mm -hmm. if the archon was like if that's how they kind of run their navies and we see the difference in like this actual pirate ship that's like clockwork that is like everything is on the dot and like running so smooth yeah it's an interesting question um I mean, part of me thinks that this is just, like, time restraints. Mm. And knowing Locke's and Jean's background to some degree, I'd be like, I'm probably a little bit more comfortable with them knowing how to, like, manage a group of people. Like, 
maybe not. I do think that the part about like having to do constant upkeep on the ship should have been probably emphasized a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I feel like if I was the Archon, I'd be like, yeah, don't waste a ton of time trying to like give them leadership training. Yeah. But like as soon as a pirate shows up, they get their shit rocked. <laughs> this is true. Like they basically, they made it to Pirate Cove and then pirates were like, okay, we'll take that. Thank you. Right. I mean, this is part of the thing where it's like, what is this plan? What are we doing here? Right. Something is wrong. Something is very wrong. It immediately failed. Like they didn't even get to the place, right? This wasn't even the start really of the quest that they're on. Right, they're on the tutorial right now. They're doing the tutorial. <laughs> right. Uh, which I will say, I mean, throughout, like, leading up to this, it was constantly like, <laughs> we're not going to do this. It's not going to work. <laughs> That's They did warn literally everyone, like, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't put this on Locke and Gene at all. This is entirely on yeah. the Archon and all these idiots for being like, hey, let's just send them out. You know, they'll do it. They'll do their thing. Right. This is like, this is like Locke is really good at, I'll say like a pretty wide variety of things. Mm-hmm. Right. I think he has like both deep talents and broad talents. Yes. However, um, he would not be a successful NBA player. Correct. Yeah, sure. But it's like, hey, you're good at things. Go play for the Lakers and win a national championship. If you don't, I kill you. <laughs> Go lead the Lakers to a national championship. <laughs> or you die. Or you die. Right? Or you die. It's like, no, man. That's a terrible you, plan. You've got a month to practice your jump shot. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, you have to come back to my house very frequently. Which my house is in Miami, so you're going to be making a long flight. <laughs> right. Like, let's just think about the logistics of this. It takes them, I'll, I, I want to say, at least two weeks to get to, <laughs> to get to the place. Yeah. That's one way. Yeah. So round trip is a month. This is assuming that the wind is equal in both ways which i had assumed that it's not i assume going right. back one way is right. longer because the winds blow the other direction right let's say let's 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 just give them the minute let's say one month of travel time yeah to pirate cove or whatever it's called yeah that leaves <laughs> one month at a time to like take over the entire pirate community and turn it into an army Come on, man. Give me a little bit of it. Give me a little bit of antidote to take with me. <laughs> they do address this, and the Archon basically says, "Eh, whatever." I know. I know. No, I I realize that. Especially when you're like, <laughs> imagine, imagine you're a pirate and you're you're riding around in the ghost, the ghost seas or the ghost wind seas, or whatever they're called, and this guy shows up, and he's like, "Hey, everybody." Have you heard the news? We're going to be cool pirate crews. Everybody step up your pirate game. Come on. He's there for a month and then disappears for another month. 
And then he he comes back and he's like, hey, why aren't you guys doing all the pirate stuff I talked about? And they're like, because you left, my guy. (laughs) Just everything about this. Like, okay. I originally thought that Locke's crew was going to know the plan. I know. Yeah. The whole circumstance. (laughs) But now Locke has to come up with plausible reasons to every month return. Luke, I'm standing up. (laughs) What is this plan? (laughs) I don't know. Hey guys, another quick trip back to the place where all where we're all wanted pirates. Yeah, yeah, there's a huge bounty on my head. Let's go back there again. Real quick. I, I've got to catch Just up. Just for a quick a quick visit. Also, also, we've we said 2 weeks each of travel time, 1 month. That's not even accounting the time that he has to plausibly do something there, right? It's not like, hey, take me there drop me off to pick up the antidote and then let's go back. I need an excuse. I need a job to do. Right. He's not just popping in to deliver the mail and then leaving again. (laughs) There has to be such a good reason. What the fuck is this plan? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Luke. (laughs) Oh, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. There's got, there's got to be something else, something else going on. <sighs> I man, things are fishy. Things are a little too fishy for me. I agree. I agree. Can we get to a small note real quick that bothered me? Yeah, for sure. They're playing this drinking game when Locke gives them the night off as captain when they're on the Red Messenger. They're playing this drinking game where you hold a full bottle of wine and try and throw a throwing knife into like a dummy. Mm -hmm. If you spill any of the wine, you have to drink the entire bottle immediately. I think that's correct. Yeah. That's not a drinking game. That is like asking to go to the hospital. I feel like (laughs) it's a lot of wine. It, Um, It feels like so much wine all at once. Yeah. Yeah. And these are these are pu- people who've been in prison for years. Their tolerance is zero. Right. Um we've talked about this before, but it doesn't always have to be alcohol. Break out some orange crush, you know? Like have I a just... have a real Christian youth group kind of party for once. Right. The amount of alcohol that's being drunk is un is a little unnecessary. Mm. I will say. Okay. Like Luke. they have made specific rations, and like it seems like almost every day are giving out extra alcohol rations. Yes. Yes. How much space on this deck have you assigned to carry wine? Um, a lot. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to me. But I mean, Luke, these salty dogs—they need need a bit of the good purple drink. Sure. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Get them that brown fizzy water, you know. I'm not talking about root beer. (laughs) Dan does love the brown fizzy. Get the—I don't know. Get the cats out. Have some fun with the cats instead of drinking one of these nights. Have a cat race. 
hold on. Where are the cat races? Yeah, yeah. I think I think um, the key to successful piracy uh-huh. or like boat captainship uh-huh. is different forms of entertainment than alcohol. Oh, I was going to say active communication. That too. That too. That's secondary though. Okay. Okay. For sure. So so we've got cat racing. We need some more though. We need cuz all those ship captains out there who are currently relying on alcohol-fueled ragers to keep their crew happy could use some suggestions from us, I think. Two experts in the field. Yeah. I mean like give me like Give me some board games. Give me some D&D. That's like tons of time. Oh, yes. Very time consuming, but also very fun. And you're sitting on a ship for a large part of the day. Based on how Locke is running the crew, you've got time. Right. And the whole deck is like your playing board. Just like go nuts with it. Come on. Come on. Mm. The key. Here's it. Here it is. Here it is. Let's get let's get fine details. Yeah. On what makes a good captain and that is number one uh board game collection correct uh show me settlers two, of Catan, please <laughs> number two talent as a dungeon master correct yes <laughs> number three knows how to make a great blanket fort oh of course also That's- luke imagine the cool trampoline you can make out of some extra sailcloth and some rigging hmm are you kidding me? Use your oh calm seas. Hey guys, we're gonna make a trampoline and jump into the ocean. How fun is that? Right. right. Uh, other boats are over here, like rewarding calm seas with a ridiculous party where they're drinking tons of alcohol and are all of a sudden not prepared for the storm in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're having some good old fashioned fun. <laughs> where are the shanties? shanty i have heard so few shanties very few um and but the key to this the reason for all of this uh i have about 50 percent more storage space Mm. because i'm not lugging around like 500 kegs of ale can we also talk about how you have to haul less water because your crew isn't constantly dehydrated from alcohol consumption Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's correct so Guys, come on. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. Luke, I have another problem for us to solve, actually. Okay. And it relates to Locke and Jean's uh, crew. And a problem we've already addressed is that Locke forgot the cats. Right. So Locke forgets the cats, and Caldris is like, dude, you better hope we see a fucking ship so we can steal their fucking cats. Mm -hmm. Is there any way we can solve this problem before they arrive in a port? You mean, like, get get more cats? The The problem as I see it is that the crew thinks there are no cats. Okay. Is there a way we can convince the crew there actually are cats on board in some way? Some way we can convince the crew that they're actually safe and there are cats on board without stopping in a port and getting some cats. Mm. Ugh. I have a few ideas. It's... Okay. Number one. Locke is a pretty good actor. Uh-huh. 
Maybe you just kind of hide Locke in the in the deck at some points and have him kind of meow a little bit. <laughs> have him down there meowing a little. Right. In the depths. The, the key the 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 tough part about this is that Locke is clearly the man for the job. <laughs> However, Locke is also the captain. <laughs> right. So if the sailors start putting two and two together, they're like, how come every time I hear the kitties lock or the captain is nowhere to be seen have you ever seen the captain and the cats in the same place right right um i mean okay i i I do think that that's the lowest hanging fruit right you get lock to like snatch up the little bits of food that they leave somewhere and meow Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um here's another here's another Mm -hmm. um leave a dead i'm assuming there's some like mice or, or rats yeah on board. yeah you gotta occasionally leave uh a dead one on someone's like uh under someone's hammock or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. right cats cats love cats love showing off their their kills this is true yeah yeah um we see them How drunk do you think you'd have to be in order to believe that Gene covered in hemp rope fibers is actually a cat? And do we have enough Um, alcohol to make that happen? So I, I, I think that, I think that you going with the alcohol move is a, is a good call. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Gene. Oh, if Gene's the one. If Gene, his entire, I don't know. I think that more of a puppet approach would be better. Oh, Ooh, what about some? What about some? Uh, some? Uh, what's what's the term for when you do the little thingy with the lights? You know? Oh, a puppet show. <laughs> like a <laughs> okay, a puppet like show too, but like more shadow of like puppets? the shadow shadow puppets. That's what we're looking at. Oh, you hang up a sheet. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is what you do. Yeah, you get everybody exactly. kind of drunk. You don't want them to black out because you want them to remember it the next day and be like, "I did see cats last night." Yeah, and then, and not the musical, but like actual cats. <laughs> uh, but you set up like a sheet, like a the like a sail, and you're like, "Oh, we're repairing yeah, the sail tonight," and so it's just like up on the deck, and then behind it, you have a lamp that's projecting the shadows onto the sail and you just develop these shadow puppets to look like a kitty running across and they're like oh there's the cat right and then and then okay because because they're gonna get hyped and try to run to the cat and then you have to be someone have someone say no you're gonna scare it away and then it runs away and you're set oh wow i feel like Locke should have been able to come up with these ideas i feel like that would genuinely work and is like pretty easy i also <laughs> think it would have worked yeah 100 percent uh, wow i loved it man we um, didn't get us on this ship also uh i'm assuming that they have that they <laughs> i'm assuming that they have kitty litter <laughs> they have to otherwise like they have what's to, going right? on <laughs> use it a little bit Right? How big are the cats that you got on board, Locke? Because I mean, be <laughs> use it just a little bit, right? How do you 
Luke, how are you using it just a little bit? Just a little. You know. <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't quite know how I'm using it just a little bit and convincing people that this is cat-sized. I don't... Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think it always has to be number two. Okay, but it, sometimes it does. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, okay. they're like, guys, I'm, I'm worried about the cats. I'm worried about Here's the, the cats. Thing. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, it's it's Jean's duty to clean out the litter in the morning. Guess what? Uh, the cats always poo at night, mm. and they and they pee during the day. And Jean Sorry, is sorry. That's like, just how that's just how cats are doing. Jean's Jean's taken out uh, three poos today. It was in the morning. You just didn't see it. Okay, you know what? I buy that. I buy it too. Yeah, easy, <laughs> done and done. Cats are on board, in my mind. Uh, it's also wild to me how it was so important for them to have women on board. Mm-hmm. But the only four women they could find that could potentially be on board all died. And they were like, well, that's it. Guess we can't have any more women on board. Like they couldn't have got like a cauldress that was a woman. To be like, hey, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's way more important that this is a woman than a man. Right. And they were like, yeah, but all we've got is this old Santa Claus, like old pirate <laughs> Jimmy Buffett Santa Claus looking guy to do this. Yeah. The other thing is that uh, the Archon is the head of the Navy, right? Yeah. Um, he should be extremely aware of this. Yep. Right? It's not like a pirate thing. It's like a ship. It's like a it's like a sailor thing. Yeah. Luke. So as the person that's like organizing this, I you have to like this is actually not unlock at all. It should have been flipped, right? It should have been, hey, we found five dudes who could join your journey and fifty women who we've imprisoned who are gonna join your crew. <laughs> right. Right. What, what is this plan? That's the last time I'm going to say it. But I, every time we talk about it more, it just it comes unraveled like a bad hemp rope. Didn't think, yes. we, were, didn't think we were getting back to rope talk, did you? Always get back to rope talk. Um, yeah, I, he's up to something. Mm. I, think that's, I think that's all I can take away from this. Yeah. The Archon's up to something else. Something fake bug related. Ooh, okay. That's all I've got for now. Interesting. He loves a fake bug. Hates a real bug. Hates him. <laughs> Last thing I want to talk about, Luke. Mm-hmm. This is addressed in fiction. I think it needs to be more addressed in fiction. We need a warning about the Redeemers. Okay. These cr- what do you mean? These crazy religious fanatics who are on the ship when they show up with their pirate crew that will sure. fight to the death because they love it. Give me a different kind of flag that a boat that has them on it is is using. I see. They're, I need a message that's like, hey, yeah, we're going to come help you out. But also, just in case you're pirates, we have these people on board. <laughs> like... They're here. Here's one of them. Look up in the mast. See him waving? See him waving up there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of them are on board. So be prepared. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, the, I think it's Locke or, or someone that says it, that's like, why in the world would you hire them as guards? They're like the worst possible guards. Um, <laughs> Especially when everybody is hyped to surrender. Everybody's like, oh, yes, pirates, ah, we're done. We're not doing this. We want to surrender. And all your bodyguards are like, no. Your bodyguards are like, no, we're not surrendering. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad hiring choice. But to your, to your point about warning people that they're on board... I mean, just when they're when these people are going through general life, mm-hmm. even when it's not in this circumstance, there needs to be a sign or something, something telling people what the deal is. I mean, it does sound like they dress in a particular way. Right. So there is a visible component to them. So you can be like, oh, better not better not accidentally get on one of their bad sides because they will fight me to the death for for like not even that obvious of a threat of violence especially because luke the orders for the pirates were this only fight if they're gonna fight you if if everybody surrenders there's no violence Mm-hmm. So these like religious fanatics, their whole deal is only if somebody threatens you with physical violence, then can you pop off. Right. There's kind of a paradox here because the pirates show up and are like, hey, drop your weapons and we're not going to fight. We'll have no fights. Ooh, this is interesting. This is an interesting philosophical question. And yet these like religious redeemers are like, uh, wait, does this mean we do get to fight them or we don't get to fight them? And they've decided, oh, we're fighting. <laughs> yeah. It's like a chicken and an egg situation. Right, right. I guess it's it's up to the person who gets to, who gets to decide. Or like, yeah, you get to personally decide if you're being threatened with violence. Ah, that seems unfair. It does seem unfair. It seems unfair because it can be like if I'm on the subway and I'm trying to sit down and nobody wants to give me their seat, does that count as physical violence against me? Well, yeah. Well, also the incentives are very are, are poor because these people, they live, the point of their existence is to fight to the death with someone that threatens them with violence. So yeah. if it's up to them, everybody's threatening me with violence. Correct. Right. We need more guardrails. Somebody honks. Somebody honks at me at the freeway, and I'm like, "Oh, it's on." (laughs) You know what? You know what? I'm sorry. You're not allowed. Okay. This cult is not allowed in my city. Right. (laughs) You can't have them. You cannot have them. Maybe that's why they're (laughs) out on these boats, Luke. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Oh man. Seriously, running as far away from them as soon as I see them in any circumstance. <laughs> They've all just been exiled from the city that they were in because they just went on a murderous rampage. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It's tough. These guys are tough, especially if you're trying to get them out of your city. Oh, so that's violence. I'm sorry. <laughs> There is no solution. <laughs> Any legal action you might want to take against them. It's like, oh, you're trying to arrest me? Yeah, that's violence. <laughs> oh, man. 
man. <laughs> they they double Dutch. park. They illegally double park, and you try and tow their car. Oh, this Sorry. is violence. <laughs> to violence, for sure, for sure. There are there are no good answers when it comes to these guys. These guys suck. <laughs> I'm glad they're dead. Man, too. We all are. Oh boy, Luke. Uh, I can't believe we're wrapping up. I can't believe we're wrapping up next week. Mm-hmm. Um, this plan, we got to see something happen with this plan. A part of me hopes the Archon has a bigger plan that's going to make all this make sense. I do too. I really hope so. I am worried that Locke and Jean aren't really thinking many steps ahead right now. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't even notice with the weird beer salt thing that it was going to be a bad assassination attempt. And they don't seem on their game to me. I agree. I agree. But I'm hoping maybe it's been a secret and they have been on their game this whole time. Another twist. Another twist. I would love another twist. Uh, Regardless of what happens in the last half, Luke, we will be back next week with hot takes. And being dumb nerds. Thank you.